Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. In this broadcast, you will be listening to two days of readings from the Scriptures. If you would like to listen every day, just go to dailyaudiotorah.com and listen in. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal-clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit. As it is written in Romans 10:17. So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Exodus 38, 1-31 He made the altar for burnt offering of acacia wood five amount long and five amount wide, square, and three amount high. He made horns for it on its four corners, the horns being of one piece with it, and he overlaid it with copper. He made all the utensils of the altar, the pails, the scrapers, the basins, the flesh hooks, and the fire pans. He made all these utensils of copper. He made for the altar a grating of meshwork in copper extending below, under its ledge to its middle. He cast four rings at the four corners of the copper grating as holders for the poles. He made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with copper. And he inserted the poles into the rings on the side walls of the altar to carry it by them. He made it hollow of boards. He made the laver of copper and its stand of copper from the mirrors of the women who performed tasks at the entrance of the tent of meeting. He made the enclosure. On the south side, a hundred amount of hangings of fine twisted linen for the enclosure, with their twenty posts and their twenty sockets of copper, the hooks and bands of the posts being silver. On the north side, a hundred amount, with their twenty posts and their twenty sockets of copper, the hooks and bands of the posts being silver. On the west side, fifty amount of hangings with their ten posts and their ten sockets, the hooks and bands of the posts being silver, and on the front side to the east, fifty amount, fifteen amount of hangings on the one flank with their three posts and their three sockets, and fifteen amount of hangings on the other flank, on each side of the gate of the enclosure with their three posts and their three sockets. All the hangings around the enclosure were of fine twisted linen. The sockets for the posts were of copper, the hooks and bands of the posts were of silver, the overlay of their tops was of silver. All the posts of the enclosure were banded with silver. 
The screen of the gate of the enclosure done in embroidery was of blue, purple, and crimson yarns, and fine twisted linen. It was twenty emote long. Its height, or width, was five emote, like that of the hangings of the enclosure. The posts were four. Their four sockets were of copper, their hooks of silver, and the overlay of their tops was of silver, as were also their bands. All the pegs of the Mishkan and of the enclosure roundabout were of copper. These are the records of the Mishkan, the Mishkan of the Pact, which were drawn up at Moses' bidding, the work of the Leviim under the direction of Itamar, son of Aaron, the Kohen. Now Betzalel, son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Yehuda, had made all that Hashem had commanded Moses. At his side was Oholiah, son of Ahishamach, of the tribe of Dan, carver and designer and embroiderer, in blue, purple, and crimson yarns, and in fine linen. All the gold that was used for the work, in all the work of the sanctuary, the elevation offering of gold, came to twenty-nine kikarot and seven hundred and thirty shekelim by the sanctuary weight. The silver of those of the community who were recorded came to one hundred kikarot and one thousand seven hundred and seventy-five shekelim by the sanctuary weight. A becca ahead, half a shekel by the sanctuary weight. For each one who was entered in the records from the age of twenty years up, six hundred and three thousand five hundred and fifty men. The one hundred kikarot of silver were for casting the sockets of the sanctuary and the sockets for the curtain, one hundred sockets to the one hundred kikarot, a kikar, a socket. And of the one thousand seven hundred seventy-five shekelim, he made hooks for the posts, overlay for their tops, and bands around them. The copper from the elevation offering came to seventy kikarot and two thousand four hundred shekelim. Of it he made the sockets for the entrance of the tent of meeting, the copper altar and its copper grating, and all the utensils of the altar, the sockets of the enclosure round about, and the sockets of the gate of the enclosure, and all the pegs of the mishkan, and all the pegs of the enclosure round about. Verse King seven forty to eight twenty one. Hiram also made the labors, the scrapers, and the sprinkling bowls. So Hiram finished all the work that he had been doing for King Shlomo on the house of Hashem. The two columns, the two globes of the capitals upon the columns, and the two pieces of network to cover the two globes of the capitals upon the columns. The four hundred pomegranates for the two pieces of network, two rows of pomegranates for each network, to cover the two globes of the capitals upon the columns the ten stands and the ten labors upon the stands, the one tank with the twelve oxen underneath the tank, the pails, the scrapers, and the sprinkling bowls. All those vessels in the house of Hashem that Hiram made for King Solomon were of burnished bronze. The king had them cast in earthen molds in the plain of the Jordan between Sukkot and Zarethan. Solomon left all the vessels unweighed because of their very great quantity. The weight of the bronze was not reckoned. And Solomon made all the furnishings that were in the house of Hashem, the altar of gold, the table for the bread of display of gold, the menorahs, five on the right and five on the left, in front of the shrine, of solid gold, and the petals, lamps, and tongs of gold. 
the basins, snuffers, sprinkling bowls, ladles, and firepans of solid gold, and the hinge sockets for the doors of the innermost part of the house, the Holy of Holies, and for the doors of the great hall of the house of gold. When all the work that King Solomon had done in the house of Hashem was completed, Solomon brought in the sacred donations of his father David, the silver, the gold, and the vessels, and deposited them in the treasury of the house of Hashem. Then Solomon convoked the elders of Israel, all the heads of the tribes, and the ancestral chieftains of the Israelites before King Solomon in Jerusalem to bring up the ark from the city of David, that is, Zion. All the men of Israel gathered before King Solomon at the feast in the month of Athenaeum, that is, the seventh month. When all the elders of Israel had come, the Kohanim lifted the ark and carried up the ark of Hashem. Then the Kohanim and the Leviim brought the tent of meeting and all the holy vessels that were in the tent. Meanwhile, King Solomon and the whole community of Israel, who were assembled with him before the ark, were sacrificing sheep and oxen in such abundance that they could not be numbered or counted. The Kohanim brought the ark to its place underneath the wings of the cherubim in the shrine of the house in the Holy of Holies. For the cherubim had their wings spread out over the place of the ark, so that the cherubim shielded the ark and its poles from above. The poles projected so that the ends of the poles were visible in the sanctuary in front of the shrine, but they could not be seen outside, and there they remain to this day. There was nothing inside the ark but the two tablets of stone, which Moses placed there at Horeb, when Hashem made a covenant with the Israelites after their departure from the land of Egypt. When the Kohanim came out of the sanctuary, for the cloud had filled the house of Hashem, and the Kohanim were not able to remain and perform the service because of the cloud, for the presence of Hashem filled the house of Hashem, Then Solomon declared, Hashem has chosen to abide in a thick cloud. I have now built for you a stately house, a place where you may dwell forever. Then, with the whole congregation of Israel standing, the king faced about and blessed the whole congregation of Israel. He said, Praised be Hashem, the God of Israel who has fulfilled with deeds the promise he made to my father David. For he said, Ever since I brought my people Israel out of Egypt, I have not chosen a city among all the tribes of Israel for building a house where my name might abide. But I have chosen David to rule my people Israel. Now my father David had intended to build a house for the name of Hashem, the God of Israel. But Hashem said to my father David, As regards your intentions, to build a house for my name. You did right to have that intention. However, you shall not build the house yourself. Instead, your son, the issue of your loins, shall build the house for my name. And Hashem has fulfilled the promise that he made. I have succeeded my father David and have ascended the throne of Israel, as Hashem promised. I have built the house for the name of Hashem, the God of Israel. And I have set a place there for the ark, containing the covenant which Hashem made with our fathers when he brought them out from the land of Egypt.
Luke 1, 57-80 Now Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered, and she brought forth a son, and her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her, and they rejoiced with her. And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they called him Zacharias after the name of his father. And his mother answered and said, Not so, but he shall be called John. And they said to her, There is none of your kindred that is called by this name. And they made signs to his father how he would have him called. And he asked for a writing table and wrote, saying, His name is John. And they marveled all. And his mouth was opened immediately, and his tongue was loosed, and he spoke and praised God. And fear came on all that dwelt round about them, and all these sayings were noised abroad throughout all the hill country of Judea. And all they that heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What manner of child shall this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. And his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit, and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. And he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies, and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham, that he would grant to us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest, for you shall go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to give our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, and was in the deserts till the day of his showing unto Israel. Psalm 58, 1-11 Do you indeed speak righteousness, O congregation? Do you judge uprightly, O you sons of men? Yes, in heart you work wickedness. You weigh the violence of your hands in the earth. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they be born, speaking lies. Their poison is like the poison of a serpent. They are like the deaf adder that stops her ear, which will not hearken to the voice of charmers, charming never so wisely. Break their teeth, O God, in their mouth. Break out the great teeth of the young lions, O Lord. Let them melt away as waters which run continually. When he bends his bow to shoot his arrows, let them be as cut in pieces. As a snail which melts, let every one of them pass away, like the untimely birth of a woman, that they may not see the sun. Before your pots can feel the thorns, he shall take them away as with the whirlwind, both living and in his wrath. The righteous shall rejoice when he sees the vengeance. He shall wash his feet in the blood of the wicked. So that a man shall say, Verily there is a reward for the righteous, verily he is a God that judges in the earth.
Proverbs 11, 12, and 13. He that is void of wisdom despises his neighbor, but a man of understanding holds his peace. A talebearer reveals secrets, but he that is of a faithful spirit conceals the matter. I want to speak to you today from Exodus chapter 38, and then we're going to jump into 1 Kings chapter 7. And in Exodus chapter 38, let's take a look at verse 8. He made the laver of copper and its stand of copper from the mirrors of the women who performed tasks at the entrance of the tent of meeting. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. The women of the nation donate their mirrors to provide copper for the labor. The medieval commentator, Rashi, teaches that in Egypt, the women would use these mirrors to make themselves beautiful in order to enliven the spirits of their husbands upon returning from the day's slave labor. These righteous women never lost faith in Hashem and in His promised redemption, and ensured the continuity of the Jewish people with these same mirrors. It is due to the merit of the righteous women in the generation of the Exodus that their mirrors are used to construct a vessel in the holy Mishkan. Now I want to jump into 1 Kings chapter 7, and we're going to look at verse 41. You all the days that they live on the land that you gave to our fathers. Or if a foreigner who is not of your people Israel comes from a distant land for the sake of your name. For they shall hear about your great name and your mighty hand and your outstretched arm when he comes to pray towards this house. I'm going to pause there. And the Israel Bible commentary to verse 41, speaking about the foreigner who comes from a distant land for the sake of God's name. The Israel Bible commentary to that verse reads as follows. King Solomon dedicated the first Beit HaMikdash on the festival of Sukkot and in his inaugural address asked Hashem to hear the prayers of foreigners who would come to pray toward this house. The first temple was constructed with the assistance of members of Gentile nations under the leadership of Hiram of Tyre. Similarly, the second temple was built thanks to the permission and encouragement of Cyrus of Persia. And the third temple will one day also be built with the participation of righteous non-Jews. This international participation is necessary as the Beit HaMikdash is meant to be a house of prayer for all nations. King Solomon's dedication speech has been memorialized on an imposing glass monument standing tall at the Western Wall today, etched with his universal message to inspire visitors and worshipers from all countries, nationalities, and backgrounds. And now I want to conclude today with this beautiful worship song sung by Carolyn Hyde and Joshua Aaron. And the song is called Keep the Fire Alive. And before I play the song, just wanted to share a quick anecdotal story. Um, As I've mentioned before, I'm in Jerusalem for the next several weeks on the king's business. And today was Purim. Um, And I... March 8th was the day that Purim was celebrated, and I was in downtown Jerusalem on Java Street, and 
people were dressed, uh, dressing up. So many ladies were dressed up to look like Queen Esther. And uh, it was really a joyous atmosphere, a time of just great joy, because as they remember the story of Esther and the deliverance of the Jews from the evil Haman. I had a chance to have lunch with Carolyn Hyde today and connect with her and meet with her and find out more about um, some of the things that she's involved in. And it was really wonderful to connect with her and to meet with her. She has a son who's involved in a couple of sons that are involved in some outreach uh, to the Jewish people. You can visit their website at uh, treeoflifeisrael.org. That's treeoflifeisrael.org. They're doing some amazing and phenomenal things to outreach to the Jewish people and to share the love of Yeshua with them. So I want you to enjoy this awesome, wonderful song, uh, worship song, Keep the Fire Alive, sung by Joshua Aaron and Carolyn Hyde. Let it arise to you 
offer to you a sacrifice of praise. We offer to you. Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. In this broadcast, you will be listening to two days of readings from the Scriptures. If you would like to listen every day, just go to dailyaudiotorah.com and listen in. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal-clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit, as it is written in Romans 10:17. So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Exodus 40, 21-38 But if he survives a day or two, he is not to be avenged, since he is the other's property. When men fight, and one of them pushes a pregnant woman and a miscarriage results, but no other damage ensues, the one responsible shall be fined according as the woman's husband may exact from him, the payment to be based on reckoning. But if other damage ensues, the penalty shall be life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, bruise for bruise. When a man strikes the eye of his slave, male or female, and destroys it, he shall let him go free on account of his eye. If he knocks out the tooth of his slave, male or female, he shall let him go free on account of his tooth. When an ox gores a man or a woman to death, the ox shall be stoned and its flesh shall not be eaten, but the owner of the ox is not to be punished. If, however, that ox has been in the habit of goring, and its owner, though warned, has failed to guard it, and it kills a man or a woman, the ox shall be stoned, and its owner too shall be put to death. If ransom is laid upon him, he must pay whatever is laid upon him to redeem his life. So, too, 
If it gores a minor, male or female, the owner shall be dealt with according to the same rule. But if the ox gores a slave, male or female, he shall pay thirty shekels of silver to the master, and the ox shall be stoned. When a man opens a pit, or digs a pit and does not cover it, and an ox or a donkey falls into it, the one responsible for the pit must make restitution. He shall pay the price to the owner, but shall keep the dead animal. When a man's ox injures his neighbor's ox and it dies, they shall sell the live ox and divide its price. They shall also divide the dead animal. If, however, it is known that the ox was in the habit of goring, and its owner has failed to guard it, he must restore ox for ox, but shall keep the dead animal. When a man steals an ox or a sheep, and slaughters it or sells it, he shall pay five oxen for the ox, and four sheep for the sheep. Luke 3, 1-22 Now in the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, and Herod being tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip tetrarch of Iturea and of the region of Trachonitis, and Lysanias the tetrarch of Abilene, Annas and Caiaphas being the high priests, the word of God came to John the son of Zacharias in the wilderness, and he came into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be brought low, and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough ways shall be made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Then said he to the multitude that came forth to be baptized of him, O generation of vipers, who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits worthy of repentance, and begin not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say to you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, which brings not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. And the people asked him, saying, What shall we do then? And he answered and said to them, He that has two coats, let him give to him that has none. And he that has meat, let him do likewise. Then came also publicans to be baptized, and said to him, Master, what shall we do? And he said to them, Exact no more than that which is appointed you. And the soldiers likewise demanded of him, saying, And what shall we do? And he said to them, Do violence to no man, neither accuse any falsely, and be content with your wages. And as the people were in expectation, and all men mused in their hearts of John, whether he were the Christ or not, John answered, saying to them, All, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I comes, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor, and will gather the wheat into his garner, but the chaff he will burn with fire unquenchable. And many other things in his exhortation preached he to the people. 
But Herod the Tetrarch, being reproved by him for Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, and for all the evils which Herod had done, added yet this above all, that he would shut up John in prison. Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Yeshua also, being baptized and praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape, like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved Son, and you I am well pleased. Psalm 61, 1-8 Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the ends of the earth will I cry to you, when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me, and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of your wings. Selah. For you, O God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those that fear your name. You will prolong the king's life and his years as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. O prepare mercy and truth which may preserve him. So will I sing praise to your name forever, that I may daily perform my vows. Proverbs 11, 16 and 17 A gracious woman retains honor, and strong men retain riches. The merciful man does good to his own soul, but he that is cruel troubles his own flesh. I'm currently recording this today from Jerusalem. I'm here on an assignment that the Lord has given to me to do here in Jerusalem, and I have become aware of an awesome Hebrew worship team. And the name of the group is called Solu, S-O-L-U, Solu. And one of the main worship leaders is Shiloh Ben-Hod, And the music is just very anointed, very, very anointed. They mostly sing in Hebrew, but every now and then they'll also sing in other languages. They they mix and blend with other worship teams, like from Korea and from uh, Mexico. Um, So anyway, they are a worship team also that serves at a place called Sukkot Halal. And Sukkot Halal is a 24-7 house of worship and prayer that has an amazing view overlooking the old city. And Sakat Halal has been in operation since 2004, um, overlooking Mount Zion and the old city of Jerusalem. And since then, they have been crying out day and night, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, until the Lord makes Jerusalem a praise in all the earth. And so it's harp and bowl prayer. And the worship team, Solu, with Ben, with Shiloh Ben Hod, they often do serve a, a prayer and worship watch. And usually the watches are two or three hours a block of time at Sukkot Halal. So I've, I've recently become acquainted with this worship team. And even though I do not speak Hebrew, and I don't understand Hebrew, except unless I just do an individual word study. Uh, but spoken Hebrew is not something I understand. Um, these songs are often sung in Hebrew, but they're so anointed, you can just really feel the Spirit of God 
resting upon it, and it's coming right from Jerusalem. So having said all that, I want to introduce you to this worship team, Solu, and um, I'm going to play just a short little introduction about what is Solu, and it's from their website on YouTube. And if you want to look at their YouTube channel, you can go to, uh, just do a search on YouTube um, and look up Shiloh Ben Hode. You spell that S-H-I-L-O Ben Hode, and you will find it there. Uh, you'll It'll pop right up, Shiloh Ben Hode, S-H-I-L-O-B-E-N-H-O-D. And that's where you can find them on YouTube. So I'm going to play the introduction, introduction to the team, What is Solu, and then play a beautiful song, All Who Are Thirsty, Bo Yeshua. And Bo Yeshua means come, come Yeshua. All Who Are Thirsty, Bo Yeshua. So this will be sung partially in Hebrew and partially in English. Please enjoy and enter into that place of worship with your king. We're getting ready. Yeshua is coming. He's calling us to prepare a way. Solu is the biblical Hebrew command word to build up a highway. Isaiah the prophet spoke about a voice crying out in the wilderness, preparing the way of the Lord. This is that very desert. King David, Elijah the prophet, and John the Baptist, and even others, were all voices God set in this wilderness. They are no longer here. But we are here, responding to God's call. God has positioned us in the same desert to be this voice, advancing His kingdom in Israel and being a light to the nations. We're establishing a place of night and day prayer and worship for the local body of Messiah. We're writing and releasing new worship songs and other online content. Helping create a culture where lifestyles of worship, prayer, and fasting are normal. We're sharing revelation and practical tools to help equip and give vision to the local body. And lastly, we are going out of Zion to be a light to the nations. We are Solu, brothers and sisters, laboring together in Israel and the nations. Until he comes, we are preparing the way.
Yeshua, man. 